Prepare to enter the Elf Tree. Hi there, everybody. I'm Ian. <laughs> and I'm Joe. Yes, he is. I am. He's all sorts of Joe. Welcome <coughs> to Hi there. Welcome to the show this week. Yeah. It's a, it's a wonderful week here in the Elf Tree. Cheers me, Ian. Cheers. We're cheers back me. in the tree. We've just been cheersed and, uh, you know. We've got some... Uh, Got to do, do the tap. Why do people do that when you... Uh, when you Everybody toasts shots. It's like, shots, everybody does. Clink and then tap it on the table before you take the shot. I'm sure there's like an elaborate story behind it, but I don't know off the top of my head. I, I do it more so just to stick with my own consistency. I do it so nobody thinks I'm an idiot. Well. No, actually, I you're right. Consistency is more of, of my reasoning behind still doing it. Yeah. I first did it just because I saw everybody else around me at one point was just... Yeah, why the hell are you, like, why are you? Why are you doing that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you I guys just, don't fucking know. Yeah, <laughs> you don't tap here. <laughs> no, so I don't know. I don't know. Well, your shots be damned. Yeah. How many it, of you guys drank those? Oh God, I'm sorry. Ooh. It's over. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if one person doesn't do the, the little tap on the table, I don't know. It all feels cursed. like it feels kind of like uh, it's like something hobbits would do, right? Like they would cheers their thing and slam them down and beer would like well, yeah, spill everywhere and then they would like drink them. Camaraderie type of thing. Yeah. Well, that's the whole kind point of, of the cheers though. anyways is, you know. There's Kwanzi, everybody. She makes hey, her hey, way. She does. She does. We were talking about that in the old episodes the other day. Should I let her in? She's yeah, probably jealous. Yeah, probably. All right. I got to let her but in. But the whole, the whole idea of the cheers to, from the get-go is, you know, you're sitting down to dinner with people, most likely somebody you've got some conflict with or or your enemies or, or you know, enemies. friendly competition. You know, this Why is back you... to like medieval times. You know, oh, yeah. Okay, you got gotcha. your glass of meat oh, and you're okay, like, man. I don't trust you, motherfucker. You probably poisoned me. So let's I was putting on my Game of Thrones panties. Yeah, well. I'm getting yeah. in this. You're, you're wearing like the bloomers <laughs> and, you know, you got the like Queen Elizabeth makeup thing. They would on. have like a chastity belts and stuff, right? Oh, yeah. So well, they all wore those? Yeah. Like that was a cool thing back in the day? Yeah, those were like yeah. wearing the kids? Yeah, like chastity thongs. Or, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like that is, uh, that's the sluttiest uh, piece of metal I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I'm holding the keys though. Hey, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just because whenever you would cheers, you'd slosh, you know, uh, you, the whole point of cheersing somebody back in those days was like you you cheers. You're bringing slosh. your drinks together. You're like, bringing yeah. your drinks together, drink, so that, so much so that it sloshes up and spills over into the other person's oh, cup. Oh, okay. So yeah. if you've poisoned me, then I've now poisoned, that makes re-poisoned complete, you. Uh, and if you drink yours, then I'll drink, you know, it's the, that kind of a thing. I mean, that's a, that's a good way to, to protect your own drink, uh, unless you just have a death wish. And well, Yeah, that's, a, that's you know. the, the traditions of old, I guess. Yeah. So I mean, that's a legend or, you know, it's actually it's, happens and it just continues on today. It's just the universal sign of partying. Yeah. Do you think more people uh, don't slam their glass down than do? No. I think, well, you know what? I would say maybe in social settings. I would say maybe in like... Like when they're around friends and stuff? If you're out with a bunch of people or at a party or something like that, 
chances are everybody's going to cheers and do the glass and then and then drink. But if it's you know you and somebody else or yeah. just kind of a maybe it has to do with the setting, I guess. Yeah. You know, at a work function, you know, at a work dinner or something. Everybody's so you're like, like a, all dressed up. You're not going to cheers your glass of Merlot and then that's go true. Chink yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on like, the table. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I would do it. I would turn around and like find a table. Jay-Z would. Around people. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Uh, do you think uh, like if you were at like uh, one of those Oscar parties, you know, uh, having dinner with people and you're all in Topical. tuxedos, like would you, would you be more inclined to cheers your glass and hit the table with it if you were like, yeah, everybody, because of our movies and if we were sitting we're at, at, at tables with uh, a winner of some kind, yeah, absolutely, you'd have a reason to celebrate. It'd be a celebration. I it guess. would be, you know. But then what if there was that one guy that's like cheersing to do the spill thing and he just makes a goddamn mess and it gets all over your tuxedo sleeve? He just, he just uh, like does the one man cheers thing like, yeah, <laughs> and Bro, everybody just leaves him hanging. This is a Louis Vuitton. Yeah. This is a one of a kind hemmed specifically to my body. By Louis. Who's going to pay for this dry cleaning? You can't. You can't pay <laughs> you for this dry cleaning. this off of me. <laughs> <laughs> Someone cut this off. Hans, Zimmer, come here. Cut this off of me. Zimmer. He's sulking over his loss. Well, unfortunately, yes, uh, the Hans Zimmer did not win. But you know what? There, that was uh, one in the category of wins for Grand Budapest Hotel. I mean, so I, I, it was, dude. Know. But I'll say this: if you can't create an inter- interstellar soundtrack and not win the Academy Award, I mean, then how the fuck do you win an Academy Award? <laughs> it was a pretty great soundtrack. It was great, dude. Yeah. I listened to it last night going to bed. Oh, it's so good. I, I listened to uh, Grand Budapest this morning on my way to work. That one's I, good, too. I you mean, know, because I was like, it won. I'll, it give, it, I'll give it its its due, you know, playthrough and whatnot. But yeah, Interstellar gets me going. They're all masterpieces. It's just like... Like, like horny. Yeah, you know, I, I, I rubbed one off when I was uh, listening to the Interstellar to soundtrack. <laughs> like like at no... the, the, the pinnacle of the that one song, that eight-minute song or whatever, <laughs> you know, it gets really, really loud there at the end. Yeah, well, I was talking about like uh, uh, rubbing, like some. I have a whiteboard, so I was going to rub off some oh, of the letters. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, rub exactly. one of those off. But you finally got it all the way off. All the way was, off. It was sharpie, to the end. sharpie on the whiteboard. I, I got, I climaxed at the very last wiping of the, it was a letter P. You know, um, no, <laughs> dude, did um, you, you watch the, uh, the Academy Awards? I didn't actually. No, no, no. I, did I didn't watch, watch the either. Oscars. Yeah. They were last night. I um, snubbed the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Oscars snubbed. They'll never things. snub me. They won't ever snub you because you won't give them the opportunity to. I mean, it'd be fun to be there, you know? I would I, have a good I, time if I was invited and I would, you know. I'll admit. I would enjoy the show. For for lack of interest in in watching it happen, yeah. uh, I did find myself wishing I had said yes to to a couple of, you know, Oscar hangouts. I'd, I'd been mentioned or whatever. Oh. Uh, and I was So just, what were these that you uh, just uh, didn't there was go. some people from work and then my friend Crystal they were each having their things and I was yeah. like I was like oh yeah that, that'll be fun I'll let you know to the guys at work yeah. and then uh, and then Crystal I, I I had other things that I really decided I needed to do so I told her I was just going to you know chill and do these you yeah. know the the things that I work related stuff you know this kind of related stuff and then as they were going on i saw everybody was tweeting it and i had the thought in my head that i did actually want to share with you um like as the three of movie goes we might we might have 
benefited from being involved in in some form or fashion, you know, live tweeting, which actually Martin did there towards the end. Yeah. And, you know, as the ceremony got going, he was checking things online on Twitter and everything, and he would relate winners yeah, to saw, episodes. Both of you that guys we were uh, kind of tag teaming. Yeah, yeah. So we we had done a bunch of those kinds of things, you know. So that was some involvement that we got to. But um, I I just I kind of felt this distinct. Uh, Bond misstep no, in in you know my lack of interest. I was like, man, oh, I'm gotcha. here while it's going on. This is something that I'm I'm kind of in this industry and kind of you know trying to get in and do, and I'm just here not interested in kind of its biggest night. Like there should have been something that I there could have been something that I I could have been involved and interested in. I think you, you, you become more focused on your own art that you're making, and so you right. kind of you appreciate everyone else's art because it is incredible shit. But at the same time, why invest all this energy behind someone else's art besides just saying that was a fucking great film? Like I think Grand Budapest should have won, but Birdman should have fucking won. I mean, both those films were masterpieces to me. It's not going to affect, if you see either of those movies another time, it's not going to affect how good or bad it is. You're not going to walk out of Grand Budapest again and say, Oh yeah, you're right. That wasn't as good as Birdman because it doesn't I mean, it's, matter. It's, it's a totally different. It's famous film. people slapping each other's asses. That's what it, it is. is, and I get it. And it, it, I'm sure it would be really super fun to be there and be involved in all that stuff. Yeah. And I anticipate at some point in the future we could be involved with that. But see, as you know, at the same time, I don't want to. I I don't think those people go into it other than just being like. Yeah. This is just part of the thing. It's just, you know? it, it comes with the territory and it's yeah. an excuse for them to have a good time. I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're entitled to that. They can do whatever they want with it. But me, as somebody who who thinks a lot and is, is a very creative person and has conversations with you about these things, I was like, there should have been, I, I should have made the effort to find something that I was, that I could have focused on as, as the award ceremony was going on. Because actually a lot of good, uh, uh, well, a lot of personal things were said during some of these speeches. You know, Patricia Arquette, you know, I- encouraging women to to take more involved roles in in the industry in the world, and yeah. and you know things like that. Um, it's it, it's a tough world for women, man. You know, uh, there there I should have I should have had something to be of interest. Yeah. You know, I I feel like I should have you know made that effort, but you know, I I watched a documentary. Uh, on the history of the Oscars, which is a lot of which I didn't know, so I took you know I That's took cool. the opportunity to kind of just any cool facts like um, gosh that that I, I I didn't actually take notes I just kind of passively sat and watched it. Um, <clears throat> there have only been a handful of of African American actors who have won like, the uh, acting awards, and there are few and far between. It seems <clears throat> like Kevin Hart, yeah, uh, Kevin Hart, uh, Tyler Perry. Dave and, Chappelle and Medea. And they Medea. each won, you know, for their their respective roles. And that one guy who played the nutty professor and Donkey. I'm just kidding. And Eddie Murphy. Donkey. He's Martin a fucking, Lawrence. Oh, Eddie Murphy, you're right. He's a legend. He is. <laughs> it is crazy that so few have won, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I I was reading something about how most of the actors who have won, they're always in this subservient position as well in those films. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like there could be a coincidence in, in those films happening. Like the whole fucking thing, like well, slavery is crazy that it all happened, yeah. but then people make movies on this stuff. And I mean, you know. but uh, to, to the same point, who's to say that Ralph Fiennes didn't throw everything that he, he 
thought was necessary. Into Voldemort. Into Voldemort. Yeah. Exactly. He was defeated. Well, I mean, but as much as Eddie Redmayne had to embody the character and person and illness of Stephen Hawking yeah. into, you know, a progress, a, 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 well, the portrayal of a character who gets progressively worse throughout the entire movie. Um, you know, he had to find other ways to express his behavior and his, his, his character through that. But Jim Carrey had to do the exact same thing when he was the Grinch, you know, he oh, had yeah. To, yeah. you know, find other ways. Cause he had all this, this, prosthetic, you know, makeup and stuff on his face. He had to exaggerate his motions and figure things out. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, yeah. it's, but did Jim Carrey win a uh, Oscar? He did not. God, not he nailed that. that part too. He did. He, was a good he one. did a fantastic job. He had to become the Grinch who was a cartoon. Yeah. I mean, the makeup probably helped a lot with that. That's true. So did you know that something like the, the, the first Oscar ceremony had something like 12 or 13 awards? Oh, sorry, dude. I'm like picturing his creepy ass, like green cat mouth. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That's all right. That, That's like the way he would smile with yeah. that big old, like Jim Carrey. Sorry, I was thinking about the Grinch. It was uh, good. Uh, anyway, sorry. What were you saying? Uh, I zoned out for a second. The first Academy Awards had something like 12 or 13 Oscars given out. Oh, wow. It was just 12 or 13 categories. It was a banquet. At, uh, the guy who was making them was just like, I'm fucking done making these things. Like, yeah. what are these for? I think it was at the Beverly Hills. Trust us. Actually. <laughs> it's going to be the biggest award show in movies. Trust yeah. us. <laughs> well, no, the first, I mean, they, they didn't actually intend for it to be. They just intended to to recognize the art and to, to kind of hopefully keep some semblance of standard in, in this Let the Academy vote on themselves. Yeah, well. Who's the, the best? The that's, but that's just it. it. It wasn't necessarily started as a let's pat ourselves on the back because it was a kind of a separate entity. And then it's all kind of gotten, you know, kind of intermingled and, you know, which is, again is fine because it's all still within the same industry. Because it's memberships, right? And if you work in the industry, all of a sudden you f- love movies and you can be a part of the academy. <clears throat> right. Then you're going to be directly involved. Right. You are going to be one of the voting members of the academy. Like Stacy is a, is a. Yep. Yep. Voting member of a of a guild, and we got so some, she, uh, she you know she gets to vote on those. Got those, those screeners. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're not supposed to duplicate those, right? And like give them out. I wouldn't want to do that. A duplication company. Yeah, yeah, it'd be miserable. Like those dudes in New York City that open the blanket up and they splay out all the films that are still in theaters. You're like, how the <laughs> fuck are you doing this? <laughs> like, where did you get this? Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> you put it in. It's like. Some old like I don't know it'd be like Miss like Doubtfire. Oh really? Yeah. Those like, kind this of isn't this isn't uh, this isn't Tron. This is the new Birdman. Tron. Yeah, this isn't Birdman. This is Jurassic Park. Cuts out halfway through with some dude's head. It was from the theaters back in 1994. <laughs> back in so it's it's still four three. Dude, I remember friends used to do that. They would sneak in video cameras. Really? Yeah, and they would film movies and we'd watch them like. You know, I mean, it would be like pieces. They would obviously suck because yeah. you're like, damn it, I just want to be there. Right. But it was kind of neat. I don't know. Well, Kids are a little crazy bastards. Well, everybody does what they want to do when they're a kid. You got you to gotta find where you think the line of authority actually lies. Yeah. Especially. Man. So were you satisfied like with all the movies, uh, with all the awards who were, who were given the awards? Like, I thought so. Uh, the ones that I, the ones that I really kind of paid attention to, I thought deserved it. I, I thought Birdman was the, uh, out of all the movies that I saw out off that list, I thought Birdman was the best. Birdman. You know, so yeah. I, you know, I didn't see Whiplash or Selma. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I can't say that those were 
they just didn't appeal to me. So I, I still would have gone with Birdman. Yeah, I thought about going to watch the sh- the show at uh, the Ha Ha Place. Oh yeah, but I didn't. So oh yeah. well, short story. Yeah, that was a quick one. But. Um, I I think cinematography deserved it. I think the guy who did Birdman um, it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, because he won for Gravity last year. There's one and I think swipe that, that bothers well. me in that whole film in Birdman. Yeah, there's one that just always sticks out and it kills me. Which one? I hate it. <laughs> Which one? Which one? It's the one where they're walk. Uh, him and Edward Norton are outside walking yeah. outside together, and it kind of pans around. I think it's Norton's shoulder. Uh huh. But it's like a clear transition when they were going from following them all of a sudden swiping around to the front of them. Hmm. But it's like this weird transition that is completely weird. Interesting. It always throws my... There's like such a rhythm in the whole movie and all of a sudden for me that right there just all of a sudden I'm like... uh, uh. For me it was the moment in which we suddenly came out of a TV screen. But it's genius shit, man. It's He did a good job. If those are the only times that I could, you know, pick out the edits or pick out the transitions then I know for a fact that they didn't just cut the camera twice. Yeah. Like that's, there's, he did an incredible job. It was a brilliant idea for a film. Yeah. Really cool. It seems like there's a lot of pressure to be in theater. I, I don't know if I'd like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it, it's like dramatic pressure. Like, well, places, everybody, places. It's, you know, oh, well, God. you got It's like a. It's like a. Why train are you doing schedule, this? You know, you I knew the time. Keep, yeah, you got to try and keep things on <laughs> schedule. Yeah. I guess you got that person always backstage with the little headset mm-hmm. uh, that walks around with a clipboard. Stage manager. Yeah. yeah. Where the fuck have you been, Ian? Yeah. <laughs> Where's your nose? Where's your nose? I don't know. The prosthetic. Oh it, yeah. You know. Cause you did a lot of like plays and stuff when you were younger. Did I you did. ever have to? Did. did you ever get to put on like any crazy makeup? Crazy makeup? Yeah, where you were like covered up and hiding almost behind a mask. No, uh, no, I don't think so. The only, really, the only crazy things that I had to do were a couple of beards here and there. You know, when I was, I was before you really could grow little. a beard. I was like fourteen. You're rocking a beard now. It was weird. I am. I, I wish am. I could rock a beard am. like that. I am. Uh, it's not and happening. Then, like. When I was Wilbur, I had like Wilbur as a, as a pig. Yeah, yeah. That fucking uh, cartoon man, Charlotte's Web. Charlotte's Web. Mm. That was a great show. She was a uh, she was pretty sexy. Remember her, Charlotte? Oh yeah, with those eight legs. Yeah, when she came down, like the cartoon. Yeah, yeah. She was kind of beautiful. Yeah, she was. She, she, I don't know. I was always attracted to her. I was like, <laughs> if I was a spider, I would totally want to hang out with her. Big Hero Six one. It should. Speaking it was a good movie. Of, I thought it was of a great film. Movies, yeah. I didn't. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard. I've heard as much. Who were they up against? That was like, <clears throat> we should have won. I mean, I'm sure everybody feels. Uh, like. I mean, How to Train Your Dragon too. Mm. You know, but it's a Over sequel. It. Yeah. Uh, Over it. The box trolls, which you know, I, I could have seen it standing a chance because it was uh, it was uh, traditional stop motion animation like claymation. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I, mean, I dig it, that it, stuff. It took a lot. That's of really work. hard. <clears throat> song of the Sea. Um, I don't know what Song of the Sea is. What is the Song of the Sea? It's an animated feature film. But it's not an actual song? Does the sea not have an actual song? Oh, it's the it's that one by Celine Dion. Or does it go? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's the one from Titanic. <laughs> you know? I love you, Rose. Don't look down, Rose. Don't let go, Rose. 
Seriously, there's a lot of Dora. Can I get on? Can, <laughs> can I get I, on some of that? Please, please. It's kind of cold here. Honestly, if you get up on this door, then I'm probably gonna die too. <laughs> okay, Rose, I'll just float here, and I'll. And then he freezes up. She like breaks his hand off. Almost. Oh, she did, man. Uh, best documentary featured. Now that's she something. Collected the insurance money. She did. Well, <laughs> the insurance money was the was the diamond in her pocket. It was the uh, the drawing. <laughs> yeah, the drawing. It was the drawing of her titties. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah. All right. Um, Being a five year old, I'm gonna stop now. Best documentary feature, Citizen Four. I just watched this the other day. Better than Citizen Kane. It was more interesting than Citizen Kane. <laughs> I don't think it's bound to be a classic like Citizen Kane, but uh, Edward Snowden. What'd you think? <clears throat> like, what, what? How'd you feel about it? I. That is the way that I would have preferred to learn about what happened. Because honestly, I don't know what happened. I was not paying attention to the news when it was going on. I had a lot of other things going on in my life at that moment, so I just didn't really. Ian, you don't you don't read the newspaper in the mornings with your coffee and <laughs> no. <laughs> with my see what ISIS is up to. ISIS. Um, <laughs> No, I mean, I just, like, I, I knew and I, I, I kind of looked up a l- couple of things. So I, like, had a general understanding of what was going on. But yeah. this movie presented that five days or however long that period of time was um, as a very almost fly-on-the-wall uh, type of film. It was, I didn't feel as if it was politically... Uh, it was very straightforward. Manipulated. Yeah, there, there, was, there was no agenda to it. It was just like... Hey, we pretty much are setting up a camera and you're going to see. Well, everyone what was like so on. fucking freaked out about what was happening. Yeah. They were like, we have no idea if anyone's going to burst into these doors. He, and, was, uh, he was nervous to answer the phone. Yeah. You Gosh. know, I mean, so he works in Hawaii. He Hawaii. knows that this stuff is going on and he just, I, I, I can't imagine. I couldn't imagine taking a copy of a TV show that I work on at my office personal copy home for myself because mm-hmm. I'd be like, somebody's got to be able to know that I copied that. Right. But then I think, well, really they're only going to care if they have a reason to care. You're out making a business of it and yeah, like drawing yeah. negative attention. <laughs> yes. Exactly. At somebody if, else's I, heart, yeah. if I, you know, break a tape or, you know, something doesn't get delivered. Someone's going to fucking pay. That's a reason that somebody would be like, Hey, who the fuck was watching this? But if I'm just like, if I just slip a copy, cause I want to watch it myself, yeah. you know, nine times 99,000 times out of 10 but that's the one time when you put the tape in like just eats it you know, yeah 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 exactly you're like oh god no no no, 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 no. Out tomorrow. oh god it's the only it's the last malcolm in the middle it's the, <laughs> it's, it's the only copy ever oh shit unaired it was gonna be the special features <laughs> what are you uh, working on right now over at work um right now we're kind of wrapping up a bunch of a bunch of the the kind of uh newer shows uh, it's pilot season, so we're expecting a bunch of pilots. We're kind of ramping up for that. And then we have a couple of our uh, our regular shows, Major Crimes and Longmire, will start shooting again in March and April. Nice. So, you know, we'll we'll be ramping back up for a couple Do you of those things. Like Busy? for things to be happening? Yeah, probably. I mean, I, I haven't worked days where things have been happening, but with uh, a few of the things that are going to go on and then new things like these new shows ramping back up, I think it'll it'll at least keep me occupied. It'll yeah. keep me. It'll keep me learning and busy, and I'll. I'll my my juices will be flowing, and then like I'll Beetlejuice, get to, like Beetlejuices. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, they keep you occup. They'll keep you occupied Wall Street like Beetlejuices. Occupied Wall Street <laughs> like Beetlejuices. 
That's cool, man. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I always wonder, like, because uh, I've never worked in a place like that. Yeah. So it's, it's almost like when, when you know, like when uh, it's summertime at school. Yeah. Summertime, it's dead on campus. Yeah. So whenever you go there, it's real awkward. Right. It feels really yeah. empty. Yeah. You're like, man, I yeah. feel like this is. Yeah. No one gives a fuck weird. about this place right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can just feel it. I'm at a, I'm at a, a company that, like, if you were a, a, a sculptor or uh, like Michelangelo, yeah, somebody like that, you would sculpt your your piece and then you would send it to uh, a, a shop to be buffed and yeah, like polished up and you know dusted and everything like that. That's what we do, you know. Nice. That's that's kind of what we do for all these these kinds of TV that's shows. Cool. So it's a it's a new part of the process. You're you like, know? you're yeah, you're polishing up the. Uh, the product, the edited shows. I mean, they'll they'll give us the raw edit, and we we do all the the color correction and the up conversions, and we don't do the sound, but you know the sound gets done. But then the actual show that get, that airs, you know, it's a tape or a file that comes directly from us. Would you ever want to work at uh, like uh, South Park or something? You know, I'd work for a show, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. do you get like? How, how would you get into something like that? Like, you just I, email them and say, "Hey, I fucking do this for a living, and I'd love to work for your show. You guys yeah. are awesome, and I can get behind you." Yes. I mean, that's that kind of that's the only that's the only thing at this moment that I can think to do, and I don't see a, a downside to it. Yeah. You know, worst that can happen is they don't they don't respond. They create you as a character and put you in a show and make. Well, fun of there you. is that, but then then people know who I am. That's true. Um, it's uh. It's interesting being on this side of of that particular process because I see all these different pieces of creativity coming in, and we are applying what be, has become for college a well oiled oh. machine of color correction formulas and types of deliveries. We oh, do yeah. and all those kinds of things. So it's it it becomes very you know uh, you know assembly line almost. Oh, yeah. You know, which is it, it's it's interesting and good good for me to learn this kind of things. But um you know, I I'd prefer I'd prefer working show side. Yeah. When do you think Oh, dude, I totally grazed over I think last episode or one of the old episodes, uh, I can't remember which one where you were talking about having Moved to New Mexico to be on the movie set for uh, oh, two ten to Yuma, three ten to Yuma. Yuma. Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. how was that, man? I don't I know there. if I ever like got into <laughs> the details from you about that. I was there for two days. I was so fucking pissed at myself hearing the show. Like, why did I not uh, dig into that? Like, well, okay, so yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get into it real quick right now. I was there for two days. It was a town that I'd you know gone to college in, so I, I most of the people were still there. This is six months after I graduated from college, so everybody that I was still friends with was still in college, yeah, for the most part. Um, so I was able to hang out with them, but working on the set, that is what pushed me over the edge of of really desiring to work in post production because we spent. It's one of the opening scenes of the movie. Uh, a bunch of horse, uh, a bunch of guys on horseback chase down a a, a stagecoach that has uh, like a chest full of money in it or something like that. Um, that you're gonna say a chest full of hair? A chest full of hair uh, <laughs> inside. It's one of those prosthetic, you know, yeah. it's Austin Powers. It's hair. not a real chest, you know. It's a rubber chest with <laughs> with hair. It's like a CPR dummy. With I mean, hair. the hair is real. I mean, they 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 took it from uh, many redheads, <laughs> I don't but. Know. The second day on set, they spent 10 hours 
give or take, uh, setting up one stunt. The, oh, wow. The, the stagecoach crashed, and they had to set up how they were going to do cameras and safety and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it took them all day. How yeah. many stagecoaches do they have? Like, in that kind of thing, if they're going to crash something, mm-hmm. do they have to have a backup just in case they fuck it up? And they I think have to, they like... had two or three. They had one that was actually being pulled by horses. They had one oh, wow. that was, I believe under its own steam like it was a it was oh. a, a car oh, okay essentially yeah, yeah. but it was a stagecoach but it could run itself somebody's like controlling it with a like a little chances are somebody was inside oh gotcha you know kind of driving it or whatever That's cool. um and then they had one that was for this stunt the wheels were designed to fall off and it like like crashes oh, cool. and doing doing its thing but set this up for 10 hours and i i as a pa one i wasn't feeling really well and two I was just like, oh my gosh, we were wasting all of this time. And I couldn't, for the life of me, just justify sitting on a set like that as a career. I was like, I, I don't want to do it like this. Uh, so that's what got kind of got me into yeah. post-production. So that was my experience huh. on 310 to Yuma. It, it was not like I quit Radio Shack because that's what I wanted to do. Well, I mean, Radio Shack was, I mean... That's just a way to. It was your those. dream job. It was. Well, it was. It was. <laughs> oh, did you ever get those uh, those batteries you needed? No. Oh yes, I did. Nice. Yes, I, I did. know you mentioned like. I did. I did. <laughs> um, so, I ended up through quitting after three days and going to work on this movie. That that's not what I wanted to do, and ended up having a path so that when I came back, I didn't have to just go get another job at McDonald's or whatever. I started applying for post-production companies. God, would you apply at McDonald's? No, I mean, I, not necessarily at McDonald's. No. Not not to knock it, but it's like, I mean. No, I, I don't know that I could... I, working food service would be something that I would it would be a big challenge for me. That would be tough, man. Yeah. I think working or managing McDonald's would be so freaking crazy. Yeah, I, I just find it tough dealing with new sets of people every day. Mm. Yeah, the turnover is pro- probably pretty big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless you're in like a small town, then maybe you have a decent uh, set of employees. Well, usually if you get I'm, like older people I'm that are looking so meaning, for work, you know, I'm more so meaning customers. Like even what you've done at Starbucks, like that would be a challenge for me to like have all these new yeah. customers and like having to. It's it's interesting, sir. I found a fingernail in this, sir. <laughs> and you're like, oh, fucking, that's Bridget. She always does this. You know she's putting her own fingernails in this fucking food. I don't care who it was. You need to reimburse me for this. You need to, yeah. Do they give you like massive meals over at those places at fast food? Like huge. Like if you get like the extra large foods. You know, oh, yeah. Like you biggie size it or whatever you call it now. Is that what it's called? Do they do that I, anymore? No, I don't think they do. I think it's just small, medium, and large. But they just like everything's just bigger. Gotcha. Everything is just bigger. The large is what the supersize used to be. It's just now called large. Yeah. Wow. It's ridiculous. Small is, I don't know, it's a venti. Jesus. That's a small soda at, at McDonald's. And then like they fill it all the way to the brim with ice. So you get half to a quarter soda. Yeah. That's, then, why, that's why Shelby always gets Dr. Pepper with no ice. Yeah, they keep those things cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Keep exactly. In, if it's coming out of a out of a soda tap, it's going to be cold anyways. I don't know why they don't have machines that are creating ice out of the soda. So whatever ice you get, it's the flavor soda you get. Interesting. I'm, Copyright. I'm, I don't know if they've. It, yeah. Someone's working on that. I don't know why it's not there yet. But that's like, you know you could make milk ice cubes. I mean, it's garbage to drink that shit. To be honest, like you, like it's milk. just so terrible. But. 
well, it's it just is. poisonous, it is. you know? Yeah. It's unhealthy, but it would be genius if they, you know, instead of wasting or diluting your, it's like uh, when people get iced coffee yeah. and then they take the ice cubes and they make the ice cubes out of iced coffee. So oh, then it's nice. all, you know, when it melts, it doesn't dilute. It doesn't dilute your drink. Yes. You don't go from a hundred percent down to like a 70 to 60. Interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's just, uh, I don't know, something to think about if, if you're in the business of Musings giving people soda products. <laughs> <laughs> Where do I sign up? Uh, Coca-Cola, Pepsi? You guys want to hire me? Dude. I just stand in their boardrooms and just make up things and just at the end of all my meetings with them, I just tell them how garbage and terrible and poisonous everything is. But I'll be like, but I tell you what, you will make a profit. <laughs> and you... <laughs> As long as you, you just, guys know what you're doing is fucked. You just make sure that, you know, you're the one in control. So you're going to drink their fucking <laughs> yeah. soda, but it's because I decided to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. As I keep building my earth ship. You do. Yeah. I don't think I've had a soda all year long. Dude, I haven't had a soda in years. Yeah. I mean, it's been it's, years. I don't it's, know. I, I think I drink water 90% of the meals that I have. Breakfast, I will usually have juice or coffee. Yeah. But most other times I, I drink water. I've gotten really bad with coffee. I need to take a step back. I, uh, I, I drink it too much. Do you? Yeah. Well, it's a pretty much every day. It's a, it's, it's just, it's unnecessary. You know, it, it, it is a luxury item for me right. and right. I really enjoy it. I love the taste of it. And you know, I do think people should be able to drink whatever the fuck they want. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I totally get that. Yeah. But damn, all that caffeine, man, gets me all jittery and shit. Well, like I'm already jittery right now. I'm just trying you? to sit here and keep myself. I'm also a little uh, to the stars. Well, so that could also have something to do with it. But it's been a little chilly here as well. Oh, that's what it is too. Yeah, you it's kind of cold. There's a you know chill in the air. There's a chill. Which you know what? Everybody in uh, in Texas, I shouldn't say Texas. I don't know if it's the whole state. In Dallas, at least had a snow day. Yeah, my sister uh, like, saw her tweet. And yeah, she had like a little picture of the outside. And it was yeah, Simon. Nice little dusting. Simon sent me a picture of the bird enclosure that he's got. And oh, nice. It's all covered in snow. Are the birds completely frozen out? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they are. Uh, looks like we need to restock these cages. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, Dude, how's the tiny house? Tiny house is great, as far oh, as I God know. Damn it, it's so beautiful, man. You need everybody go uh, go check out on our website. There's going to be a link to the the episode of Tiny House Nation. If you're yeah. interested, go check it out. It's a you know reality show, but it's uh, the from start to finish uh, building of my brother's tiny house. Is that episode uploaded to YouTube or anything to where we could just embed that in our blog? Um, I don't think so. I think you have to rent the episode Ugh. if you watch it on YouTube. Okay. That makes, yeah. or I think it's for free on their site, but there's like yeah, 50 there might billion be, commercials. There might be some share stuff. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll check it out. Okay. Ooh. Dude, we were talking about this earlier. What have you learned about yourself since you've moved to LA that you didn't know before you moved here? Uh, that I can survive going to almost absolute zero as far as uh, as far as possessions and or like demon possessions or, or and and just kidding yeah well <laughs> yeah well, i was trying to think of something it wasn't working um you should have just started speaking in tongues oh, oh shit oh shit i gotta exercise him yeah i mean that i'm that uh, what have I learned about myself? I mean, the biggest thing, the biggest like metaphysical thing that I guess I've learned about myself is that I can literally roll with a punch as drastic as losing everything that I owned. 
and have it not phase me as far as the reason I'm here. Yeah. The, the rightness of it being what I, you know, of, of, be, of what I did being the right thing to do. So, Do you say like metaphysically by way of you've removed what could have been an, emer- an emotional turmoil? Mm-hmm. You kind of evaporated that option? It, it, it was not an option. That's yeah. just it. It was not something that entered my consciousness to flip out about this. Because I was like, I mean, because I did. I did for a second. I just, I, I looked. It's a very ninja move. You should be very proud of yourself. Because I walked, I mean, seriously, I was like, okay, I'm going to turn the corner. I'm going to walk down the street to where, where the truck is. I wasn't really paying attention. I knew it was some, a little ways down the block. Suddenly, out of the corner of my eye, my car caught my eye. And I was like, oh, so I must have missed the truck. I turn around because I knew the truck was behind my car. I turn around and I'm like, dinks, dinks. oh my God. Chica-chica. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, did I move? Did I move the truck? When did I? And then I looked and I saw that the, the parking sign wasn't on street sweeping days. <laughs> this is you like figuring it out, like yeah. seeing the street. I was just, yeah. And, but not at one, at one moment, I didn't just go. Oh my God! Like I'm, I, what am I gonna do? I everything was in there. I, I'm, I, this is it. This is the end of everything. I gotta go home. This bam, is bam, bam, not bam, once did that ever. Shelby, I've said this many times before. Shelby is the person who introduced the word trauma into my brain in relation to what happened. Yeah, and sure, something a doctor would say. Maybe it was a, a defense mechanism. Is he a doctor? Doctor Shelby Cook. Yes, Doctor Shelby Cook, PhD, PhD. Well. But the other kind of PhD. <laughs> um, he's uh, he he said that it was a traumatic experience, and he just it was a casual throwaway comment. But when he said that, I was like, "Huh, you're right." The situation was a potentially traumatizing. It was just a potentially traumatizing thing to have happened, and the fact that I didn't. Um, showed me that I've got a, I had a lot more strength than I thought I did. And I, I was really and truly doing the right thing. And they will write about you in McNinney. They will say he had the strength of a thousand men. Yeah. So after that, nothing that I thought I might want to do could seem impossible. Yeah. Really. And that's where that's where we are. Well, dude, you handled it like a champ. Thanks. I, uh, gosh, I, I I kept trying to put myself in your shoes, and uh, I gracefully let go of most of my possessions, yes. so it wasn't the same. You yes, know? right. So it was hard to put myself in your shoes, and but then I, you know, I think you you uh, took the very mighty road and decided to say, you know what? Fuck it. I mean, what, what can you do? It's like when you worry about something, I was thinking about this while I was driving. I was like some, like the light was taking long or whatever. And I was just sitting in traffic going, kind of getting, starting to get pissed. And then I was like, wait a minute, I am supposed to be sitting here and there is nothing that needs to be happening because nothing is going to happen. That's not going to happen. Right. So it's like me trying to force a situation without me realizing that I am being impatient and now it's my fault. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Settle down, Joe. What the fuck is your hurry? <laughs> you know, quit being such a bitch. It's, um, other people live here. I, I, I don't even know where all that came from. It, I, it wasn't, it wasn't anything that I consciously even ever decided. It just, I knew in my, in my brain 
because that's where Your that's where that logic came from is that okay if this has actually happened to me then the only thing i can do is is take each step you know it's going to be like three different roads i'm going to have to go down one i have to deal with the fact that i'm still moving here meth. i still have oh. i still have meth <laughs> that, you're just, that i need to one, find i just start taking meth <laughs> <laughs> but i you know i had to prep the apartment <laughs> the way that i had always intended to painting and all that kind of stuff rose Two, petals garlic yeah yeah, yeah seance, with the holy water <laughs> Ouija board <laughs> um, two i had to deal with insurance because with all the stuff being stolen i have to get my insurance and make sure that you know i'm covered and then deal with all that and three i had to did you have to deal with like a dude like in a suit ever no it was all phone phone. it was all by the phone which i i appreciated but i i just had to deal with all those things step by step in in their own orders and so i just did you know it was it was interesting yeah it was interesting it was just a fact yeah it's like i read it in a book and i was like Oh no, what's he going to do next? Yeah. And then I just did it. That's the end of the, that's, that's like the moment you see that the U-Haul is gone and yes. it's over. Yeah. Uh, that's tune end, in next yeah. time for, that's yeah. a season finale episode. You that know, was, that was definitely a season. Finale. Or maybe that would be like the, uh, the season opener. Like no, the show it was, opener. it was that's well. the end of the first show. You're like, Oh shit. Now he's about to fucking, he's got to deal with the situation. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Because it was the very beginning of the story. You had just gotten it. I mean, it was definitely a season closer, though. I'm sorry. It's it's like a definitely a season finale. No, like uh, like uh, Kevin Bacon's wife. uh, What was her name? Uh, Glenn. Kira Sedgwick. Kira Sedgwick type of closer. Sorry, Kira Sedgwick. Yeah, Um, she's beautiful. She is. She is. Um, She's my everything. Because when it got stolen, so did everything that was had memories or ties or anything like that to Dallas. Like, yeah. otherwise, I would have just been living in my Dallas apartment. Here Tell me you didn't Charlotte. pack your memories in there, too. I did. I did. Oh my I was, God. my pensive was in there. And, you know, all of my little your memory, wand, my little memory wasps were. Do you were still all have there. your wand? I have my wand. Yeah, that's good. All right. I can always keep my wand on me, yeah. if you know what I mean. You know, like serious Harry Potter fans. Yeah. I wonder if they ever, like, in their. Because I'm a, I, I consider myself a pretty big fan, but I don't, yeah. like, wear the clothing or any of that shit. You know, I would, like. If I went to Hogwarts, you know, I would totally wear all that shit. But in the real world, come on, you know, <laughs> of I'm course, a, you know, of course, it's you would I, never I think go the to fun a Harry thing Potter about fair. Well, I mean, the fun thing about the the Harry Potter clothing and stuff yeah. is it's the uniformity that everyone's wearing it at that one little area. But if yes. you're just like wearing the Harry Potter clothing in the middle, it's like Waldo walking around, you yes. know, in, in his stripe thing. You just kind of. Uh, fuck it. What am I talking about? It got better. It got better. It did get better. It did. Their style choices got better too. It did. As the movies went on, you know, they were actually able to wear jeans and normal clothes. Yeah. They, they, uh, right after Chris Columbus, was it Christopher? Christopher Columbus. Yeah. Yeah. Not the guy who uh, discovered the, uh, no, no. Yes, exactly. The same guy. guy. Yeah. The Christopher Columbus. He's he's skin and bones and brittle and disgusting. Smells like, he was, uh, he was frozen like like Walt Disney, (laughs) (laughs) but he directed the first two. Uh-huh. Actually, somebody's actually using him as a puppet, but they give him the credit. But some yeah. dude is like, "I'm the one who does all the work up here." As a, um, yeah, he did those, and strings. then Alfonso Cuarón actually did uh, Prisoner of Azkaban, and that's that when was it one started. Faves, that's dude. when it changed. That's when the tone of the movies changed. That's when the tone of the books changed. Really, you pussies don't know how to make a movie. He did a he did a great job. Yeah, he did a fantastic job. J.K. was like, "Ooh, I like this darkness." Ooh. Now they're getting somewhere. Yeah. What have you learned about yourself since you moved to LA? 
Uh, dude, podcasting, man. I didn't realize I was in, you know, going to be so into podcasting and doing the the network. And this is complete mystery to me. It, uh, when I was moving out here, I had no idea what I was doing. I knew I was licensing music and going to continue no idea. that. You had no idea. Yeah, exactly. Am. Exactly. You didn't know where you were living. No idea where you I was going to live. I was looking at studio apartments and stuff. Um, but dude, yeah, just kind of... I like living that way. I like not really knowing what's going to happen because it doesn't, I don't have to set myself up with an expectation. I just can step into something and then it's now up to me to either be an act like a dickhead to myself and fail yeah, or just fucking start meeting people and start finding people who are trying to make cool shit. And, you know, and that's really like, you, you kind of hold the reins of that, you know? Yeah. Um, which is what happened out here. I mean, man, like we're working together on this shit. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, I didn't realize I'd be doing this. I, I didn't either, you know, podcasting for me was something that it was, uh, it was more of just, a uh, something I dabbled in, yeah. you know, I didn't ever see it becoming something that was a, a, a normal, regular part of my life, but it has definitely become that. And it's, it's something that I, I think is going to propel us and, and everybody who's with us. There was an SM7 on the ground and a pair of headphones. And as I reached down to pick it up, we bumped heads and we both looked at each other and we were like, you want to be on a show? This magic (laughs) moment. It's like from the Sandlot. I live here. You live here. We like to talk about shit. We're learning uh, about ourselves. I thought you were going to say, you know, that you you moved out here to California and there was an SM7 stuck in a stone and everybody tried to pull it from the stone, (laughs) but you were the only (laughs) one who could loose the SM7 from the stone. But it's like, I totally destroy it in the process. Like the little cable that sticks out, I like rip that (laughs) off. That's it. That's the only part that actually breaks. The little foamy cover. I ripped that off on accident. I'm like, shit. (laughs) Oh man. Now it's... This mic looks shitty. It's ghetto. I'm going to put it back. We can't have this shitty looking mic on our show. Now we're unprofessional. No, but dude, from the very beginning, we started this network and we rocked it, dude, because, you know, I I do music stuff. I I record demos and uh, we're able to kind of create like a a, a very professional. Well, you, you suffer. Suffer is not the right word. Got the little bumpers and theme songs. You live in, you live in a headspace that, lends itself to very high production value because you hear things very specifically and you've taught yourself enough that you need to to be able to do in order to get it to sound like what you what it sounds like in your head for the most part. Yeah. Like as far as music goes, I can only imagine. I mean, but as far as whenever imagine I Imagine Dragons or Im, Yeah. You oh. <laughs> said that earlier and I was yeah. thinking Imagine Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> or that Mercy Me song. <laughs> Mercy Me song. Oh. I can only imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I heard yeah. that in the IHOP one time. <laughs> I remember hearing it and I was like, whoa. Wow. That's <laughs> contemporary cross. First time I heard that song was they were playing it live, actually. They were playing it at uh, Star Spangled Fourth in downtown Garland. Oh, that's a clever name. Star Spangled Fourth? Yeah. Yeah. That seems very... Um, Cross crossing of the church and state kind of thing <laughs> with Mercy Me playing, yes, absolutely. you know, when you have like a city event and all of a sudden they hire in like a contemporary Christian to like say all of their shit, like to a crowd, you're like, Yeah, 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 dude. Like, I, I think uh, it's been really fun so far. I mean, it's crazy. I, I'm coming up on a year in this town, yeah, and uh, it feels like I just got here still, so really, yeah, man, it's there's still so much part of this 
I'm still discovering <laughs> shit about this town. Sorry, I'm like stuttering, but yeah, I'm I I have not really explored this town like I feel I should have expected to, or people would expect me to. You know, because I imagine most people would move to a new town. They want to see the town that they're in, but I. I feel like I came here for a reason, and I feel like the reason um, involves me working. It involves me earning the things that it is that I want. Because it's because yeah. I don't what I don't do want to find I don't want to find the things that like where I want to be and the 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 things that I want to be around, and then figure out what I want. I want to figure out the things that I want to get those things, earn those things, make those things happen. Yeah, because in that process. I'll eventually find the place that I want to be and the things I want to be around. Like, I just, I feel like for me in my life, my direction has always been very. The one goal, direction. Goal oriented, the one direction. Yeah, and, goal oriented. You know, so one you kind of chase, you chase like a set of goals that you set up for yourself. Yeah. That's good. I've been I, so shitty at goals. They're very loose. Well, even today, like, I, I'm relieving myself before we record the show. And I number I'll one or number two or like number one, number one and a half complications. It or? was you know there was a little shirt you know. The, the, <laughs> okay. No, I'm kidding. Um, but is that what you threw away in the kitchen? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you blame that? You blame that smell on Maddie? I did. I did. <laughs> no, I just I I I caught a case of the giggles because to What's me that sound like <laughs> <laughs> that shit. I was just like oh shit. Because we were about to we're about to record a show, and I'm like, yes, I love I love podcasting, and I love having conversations with you. Yeah, you've been touching your crotch like this whole show, it's and really I think I've just been like <laughs> circularly rubbing it. Um, but it's one of those things that I think, man, I feel like I'm goofing off, having fun doing it, and it is something that's productive. Like I've done that my whole life when I was a kid. We would make these lightsaber fight scenes or James Bond, you know, spin-off movies and things like that because I wanted to always have something to do. I always wanted to be producing some sort of productive thing. Yeah. I didn't really care what it was. I've always You're putting had that in the time. desire. Yes. And and that's why I'm here. That's what yeah. I'm here to do. I'm here to experience what it's like to to learn and apparently through making this podcast network, build my own stuff. Because mm-hmm. You know, making the TV show in Dallas with Shelby showed that I can do something. Now, building this podcast network is showing me that I can build something. Yeah. And in building something, at the end of that, there's going to be something that I've built for. And so now I'm just kind of pursuing whatever that mushroom cap looks like. You know the the like the big giant mushroom stamp in the st- little in the mushroom sky. head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little toadstool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I have no idea what that looks like, but I know that right now we're building this giant, veiny, throbbing, phallic-looking <laughs> you know, beast path to uh, to the whatever our end goals are, and and those end goals squirt, are squirt. ever expanding. <laughs> yes, that's the end goal. It's to the squirt squirt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's, that's. I mean, that's so true, dude. It's like, uh, I mean, I was. You were saying it earlier. It's like, why? Why would you want to stand and not be able to look back at something that you've built by just being handed? Like, oh, sorry. Why would you want something just handed to you hmm. versus taking all the time that it takes to build something and 
being able to look back on all the years and go, man, I fucking built this. Now I, now I get it. Yeah. You know, now I get when people are like <clears throat> very choked up about the careers they've, they've led or whatever it is, you know, I understand it's like a pride thing yeah. to a degree, but I don't know. I think at the same time, it's like to really realize what you're capable of doing when you put your mind to committing itself to something. And when you look back on all the years, I mean, it, it, it is pretty neat to, to see that, man, yeah, that's what we're in right now. We're just aware of, we're building this right now. Yeah, yeah. And so as long as- We've actually taken a second to look around us and be like, oh, this is what we're doing. Yeah, like we were trying to ramp up to get to us to this point, really, so yeah. that we could now start playing with the network to figure out what we want to do with it. You yeah, know? And, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, it's, it's- For me, it's the difference between living a life where I'm hoping somebody will take a chance on me and I get the chance to prove myself uh, versus me just pulling something up from scratch and by process of doing it, proving myself. Yeah. If I was thinking about this the other day, very, well, soon, within this year, I'm pretty positive. You and I will be able to say that we have together produced over 100 podcasts, over 100 pieces of content. Mm -hmm. It's in essence over 100 hours uh, of new media. And I mean, whether anybody's heard it or not, that's an accomplishment. It is is an incredible accomplishment. It means that we can do these kinds of things. People could... well, we're pro- we've proven ourselves, uh, you know, every step of the way. We're constantly asking ourselves, "Can we do this?" And now we're at just even this little fraction of a moment in in how much we've worked. We can now look back and and still go, "Wow, we've already built that much." Look at what we've done. What's coming next that we so didn't know exactly, about? You know? Yeah, what are we going to be looking back on this time next year? You know, it's a that's those are things that excite me. And all the little people, Ian. Mm. That's what we were looking back on. I'm all kidding. All the ends. Nope. Uh, <laughs> that's bullshit. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I came out here uh, initially to to develop and work on this this TV show that you know Shelby and I had been working on, and that's kind of fallen by the wayside for the time being because this Aww. podcast network is something that that is. Is very important. I think that this it's like is the saddest way to describe anything. Well, but <laughs> it falls it, to the wayside. It, it, it is. I mean, I've I've kind of put it in its it's, like in it its, drifts. You know, in its velvety envelope, and <laughs> it's it's sitting in my in a in a very tender spot. You know, from time to time, I might get struck with some inspiration to to you know write out some thoughts for an episode or write out some things like that. I mean, I enjoy that part of of being here, not knowing what's coming or who I'm going to meet that might eventually lead me to, to talk about a certain episode of the atrium. And that could be the thing that takes it off. Who knows? Somebody that we might have on this podcast might not know anything about my, my past or your past or anything like that. They're just somebody that we thought would be really good to have sure on a there's podcast. There's a lot of people that don't know shit about us. You there know? are a lot of people. Like, and who are these fucking guys? They will, eventually. People that listen to the podcast, people, there might be people on the other end of this years from now that hear these episodes of the podcast and they're like, oh my gosh, I need to get in touch with those guys. These will not exist years from now. Hopefully they're still alive. Yeah. Yeah. But we're old ass men. Already. Like yeah. four years oh, from man. now. Oh yeah, they'll be listening and they'll be like, because we're, we're young and in, in, in our prime, you know? And maybe by the time someone hears this, we're going to be fucking old. We might be. Which I hope I never grow old. I'm trying to 
work on immortality in my head. But well, you're you're doing a good job of it so far. Well, you look good. Well, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I um. Yeah, I think that we are on a really fun path, my friend. We are the world. Oh, would you ever be a... Uh, I don't know why I thought of this, but... Would you ever be a pirate, like on a ship? Like like in the old... Like the way we learned in movies, like pirates with... Can we do it in the way like that hook? they used to do it on Star Trek? I don't know Where if I, I know just that. be like... Computer, run pirate simulation, and suddenly the room around me turns into a pirate ship, and then I'm, you know, they're on a pirate ship. But every, whenever I wanted to, I could be like, end simulation. And if, Get if back it was to reality like that, so you I could go take it. a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, fuck shit, not, not on a boat. I don't know. I mean, it depends on, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> why not? If... In this present mindset, if that's where if that's where my path led me, then yes, I probably would. Would you yar if uh, the captain yes, demanded it? Of course, it? I would. I, I, I would. Captain wouldn't even have to demand it. I would. I would totally. <laughs> you would yar with pride. Buy into the character. Absolutely. That's cool. Would yeah. you ever want to be a captain of a ship like that, or do you think it'd be too much pressure? I'd want to learn how to be a captain of a ship like that. Maybe. Yeah. Now, what position would you want? Would you want to be up in the bird's nest, or would you want to be like the right hand man of like a SME kind of guy to the captain? Or, well, I mean, I, I imagine like any industry. some dude scrubbing the fucking decks, you like know? like anything. Yeah, you'd have to you'd have to work your way up. You know, I'd like to know. Yeah, you know, I I don't know. Would you be well, the guy that prodded the person off the little board? You probably, know? probably. Maddie, we see you spinning around with all your tricks. They'd be, I'd, they'd make me the one that uh, had to go pry their fingers off one by one at the end. Oh, oh yeah. Boy. Um, yeah. That's cool. What about you? Would you be a Absolutely. Captain Jack? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't want to like kill people or anything. I would definitely enjoy the life of just sailing around with a bunch of fucking so people be, who are having a blast. You'd be a Jolly Roger? I think, they, I think a pirate ship for me would be a little too... Um, I don't know, man. It's just a bunch of fucking crazy dudes that have no self control. So they all just like yell and punch each other. And I wouldn't want, uh, I mean, I just wouldn't want to be abused. I wouldn't want to get raped. Yeah. I feel like I'd get raped on this pirate ship. You probably would. Well, you know, I'm just not very (laughs) strong, you know? Um, I feel like, you know, Captain Hook turns for two seconds and all of a sudden, (coughs) D'Artagnan starts going, Yar, love the way you scrum them decks, Morales. Uh, <laughs> what? And then the uh, camera whips around, and it's the pirate from SpongeBob. Going. This wasn't in the brochure. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's it. And then there was no raping. They actually bundled, balled me up into a little ball, and shot me out of a cannon into a, the side of another boat. But like one of the circus cannons, <laughs> and they had a net. You know, yeah, yeah, you the, <laughs> yeah. and you land safely in the net. Ta-da! Dude, somebody on the other boat would be like, "That is the biggest fucking cannon I've ever seen." Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> Wouldn't that see? That's intimidation. When for they you. see a human come flying out, yes, like, what the fuck is this? Yes, but you got a knife in your mouth. Yeah, you're just like, yeah. that's well, where I'd yar. And then you're on like, since you're on the ocean, the boats are drifting and stuff, so you can't really necessarily calculate very well it's yeah, not stationary right. so the <laughs> guy kind of like, hits the side of the boat fingers crossed yeah he hits a couple decks and like gets wrapped up in some of the cables yeah oh man sorry i just went off on a tangent about that's pirate right. ships that's all right i don't know i just like to think about shit like that you know it'd be fun to be because people did that stuff they got on sh- uh, as far as we know in in stories and stuff people used to get on boats and just 
go for it. You they know? did. That's what we're doing here. It's the same fucking thing. We're there was a movie. There was a movie that I watched years and years ago. I believe it was called Shipwrecked. Uh, mm. I think it's got Guy Pierce in it. and oh. Sounds like an Olsen twin movie. Um, <laughs> gosh, the kid Shipwrecked. From, what was his name? <laughs> the kid from Sidekicks, but he was also oh, on Sequest. He just uh, dropped it down to the Sidekicks. That was uh, a good movie, Sidekicks by the way. Was I don't a great like movie, was a kid, but um, anyways, it was it was he just got on a he did go on a ship. He was an apprentice on a ship. It wasn't a pirate ship, but they got taken over by pirates, and oh, so wow. he got marooned on an island and ended up having to do. It was kind of a Home Alone situation. Is marooned when you end. get left? Yes. Oh, yes. They abandon you on an island. That's some terrible ass shit to do right? somebody, right? Well, that's what Matthew. Uh, that's what Matt Damon was doing to McConaughey and and Anne Hathaway in Interstellar. I mean, but I guess to give you a chance, or like you have a chance, if it's a big enough island, you can survive if you've got the, you know, the smarts or the desire. Yeah. But I don't know why they don't just drop people off, like just back at the city, just let them go. I mean, you can keep the boat, you you know. Well, a lot of times they're out, they're in, you know, open waters and stuff like that. I guess they're testing someone's (laughs) desire to live. Quite possibly. Wow. That's interesting. That is quite possible. Would you do a message in a bottle thing if you were marooned? I would I would record message in a bottle, put it on a thumb drive, <laughs> drop it in a bottle, and then throw it. Yeah, I'd do that. Uh, and then record your own little music video on the island. Message yeah. yeah. in a bottle. You're like, yeah. oh, whoa, holy shit! There's a fucking one of these. Uh... <laughs> and then on the way on the, I see a bottle coming back, and I'm like, oh my god, it's a message back. And I open it up, and it's a cease and desist letter from <laughs> oh, Sting. No. You know. Uh, but then you realize like a mail carrier brought it to you and you're like, wait, what's going on over here? There's a here? pelican. And there's like a Dick's Last Resort. And then you walk up to one of those little uh, a Dick's Last Margaritaville's, resort? little Margaritaville uh, outside bar area on that this sounds, island. That sounds like a like a gay resort. No, Dick's Last Resort. It's like Dick, a... Uh, Dick it's, sla- you're saying Dick's Slap Resort. Dick's Slap Resort. Yeah. <laughs> you go there and you get your Dick Slap. Like, it sounds like a like a like one of the Vegas hotels. You order a number one, <laughs> number two, or number three. It's a small, medium, or large, just like McDonald's. Darker they, light, darker light, mean. And they're just slaps. They slap your dick as hard to, to whatever you want, you know. Oh, I thought it was going to be the other way around. Uh, I'll take the extra masochist. Like they slap you with their dick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah. That's after hours. Sir, you know you're not allowed to wear a leather mask in here. <laughs> we run a clean establishment with with integrity. I don't wow. know. I just <laughs> so imagine. Weird. Yeah, I'm just imagining a dick slapping resort now. Yeah. No, huh. Dick's last Dick's last resort <laughs> is a restaurant where the employees they kind of speak at you kind of aggressively. Yeah. They're a little rude, and you know, it's kind of the thing. It's, I don't know. It's the it's the gimmick of the restaurant to kind of it annoys you, me a little bit. Give you an uncomfortable experience. Yeah, it's like people have to try to be more mean than they really are, and it becomes a little awkward. I and just then, yeah, that's you know. so weird. Yeah, that's weird. so weird. For it's me. like. It's a full. It's a room full of negativity, but it's kind of lightened up because no one really takes it seriously. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, that's where you would you would. Uh, it would like be your, your last your resort to eat. Yeah, your clientele would then like play along with it. Or if your name was Richard, understand. it'd be definitely your last. Your the last. last place you would want to go eat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or a fucking previous president. I've never been there. I am not a crook, dude. Uh, yeah, twenty five. This is episode. Oh, this is a fucking anniversary episode. Is, oh my is. god! What were you doing when you were twenty-five? I 25. was traveling around with uh, different people, different artists. Like nice worship leader guys. I played for some worship leader guys for a while. Interesting. Me yeah, and I Perkins, don't... dude. 
we used to get in some trouble, dude. Did you? Because he would run in front of house. Oh. And uh, I would be playing in the band. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'd always try to like cross, get each other on each other's gigs and stuff. <laughs> and uh, dude, yeah, we used to fuck around so much at those camps. Like nice. one time we uh, we were in these, uh, we, we borrowed, the, the guy we were playing for, we borrowed his, uh, we had to pull this big trailer. And okay. so- Oh, sorry. This is what happened. Sorry. It's all fucking mixing in my head. Here we go. We had, we were borrowing this guy, John and this other dude, uh, owned a sound system that they would rent out. John would go run it. And then okay, the guy okay. who owned it would get a percentage. You know, they had a little business going. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so he would also borrow this guy's Tahoe and it okay. was a badass like old Tahoe, you know, nice and a uh, four wheel drive and, so he, John would hire me on to be his assistant on some of these shows. And so I would just go hang out at a camp and all I would do is just shadow him and make sure cables were run and just if okay. something goes out on stage, yeah, I, yeah. I pretend I care. And <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, we, we ran good business, you know, That's it was fun. Good. We had yeah. a blast. And um, so when we had downtime, which was fucking all day after the whole event would be over, we yeah. would just have the day off. Yeah. And so we would take the Tahoe and we would find like some patches, like right, especially right after a rain when it was like fresh grass and yeah. fields and shit. Yeah, and this yeah. is South Texas stuff or uh, East Texas too, which is lots of wide open. Yeah. And we started like peeling out on this property, dude. We were just tearing nice. it up. And I was kind of like uncomfortable with the fact, like I would never personally, like I've never <laughs> done that. I've never taken, I did it in a golf cart one time when I was a little kid yeah. at the golf course. Yeah. And I looked at what I did and I felt fucking horrible. Yeah. Like I will never forget that. Yeah. And my dad was furious with me. And yeah. like, it was just one of those moments where I was like, man, I destroyed their property. Like I really was a fucking asshole. <clears throat> And so I never really thought to do that in a car. Yeah. But John and I were just so fucking like bored. And we were like, okay, this is just grass out here in a field. No one's going to see it. It's no one can see this. I mean, yeah. it's literally off in, in nothingness. Yeah. And so still no justification to do it on somebody's property, right, but we did right. it. We were young. Well, anyway, we drive off the road. We're like, all right, let's just go back. There's this dude coming out on his driveway. Like, and it's these old country roads, back roads. So, like, <laughs> oh, you know, like every half mile is a driveway kind of thing, you okay, know? Yeah. Yeah. And so we're, this guy saw us like on his neighbor's property across the road. And so he was trying to wave us down to like pull over. And so I pulled this, I hit at the time I was drinking these <laughs> fucking big slurpy drinks or whatever. And I just took this thing and like hit it up over my face so he wouldn't see me. And John was driving and he was looking up the left side of the car. He completely turned this way. <laughs> It just drove straight past the guy gutting it, dude. dude. And so we haul ass back to this camp, dude. And we have to do a, a session that night. And so we haul ass. We're like, fuck, this guy was waving us down, dude. We got to get back to camp. And like the car had mud all over it. I mean, we had, we had been mudding, dude. We fucking. <laughs> yeah. And so, so we get back to camp. Yeah. And we were staying in these little hotels. Uh, they, the campers would stay in their little dorm things and then there would be like one big meeting room with a music and all that shit would happen. And then, uh, all the staff would be in these hotel rooms, which were without TVs, which was bullshit. Yeah. Um, but at the same time I can understand cause it made us interact more, you know, which was good actually. That's actually genius. Fuck. Right. God. Um, no, it was more for purposes of they didn't want sin coming into the, yes, into course. the mines. <laughs> but, uh, so anyway, we're getting ready for the session and, 
I don't know why, I don't know what happened exactly, but I just felt this sense to look out the window Mm -hmm. and I looked out the window and there was a fucking two cop cars pulled up and they were parked behind the Tahoe. No. And so John and I, I was like, John, dude, there's fucking police here. And he's like, no way, man. I was like, seriously, there's cops out here. We got to settle this. We got to figure this out. He was like, yeah, we got to figure this out right now. And so John's like, yeah, just don't say anything. And so he, I follow, I kind of just shadow John. He's kind of leading the charge. This is his gig. Yeah. Um, oh, he's leading the show. Yeah, and and John's a very smooth talker. He's very, <laughs> yes, he he's is. He's a very good speaker. He is. And so we go out there and we start he talking to these guys. Could be a politician if he chose. Just your Tahoe. Yeah, yeah, totally. But uh, I, I don't, I don't recommend that, no. John. You don't have to get. Into I mean, that. he'd be a great one if if because he would actually do. Yeah. Um, the what right he thing. He he's got too do. much of a conscience to to just be some schemy bastard taking right. money on the side. Um. Anyway, uh, so anyway, yeah, these cops, we end up going out there and is this your Tahoe kind of thing? And we're like, oh shit, we don't want anybody like starting to come over here and seeing what's going on. And, uh, oh, fuck. so we give them our IDs and we're like, yeah, this is our thing. He's like, can I see your IDs? And we give them the IDs. They go in the car and they take the information and they make sure we don't have any warrants or whatever. That's and we, we, we just, I mean, we tell them straightforward what we were doing. We're like, yeah, we shouldn't have done it. We're here working at this camp. We're running sound. And we were just, we had the afternoons off and we got bored. We, we yeah. literally do this, these things in the morning. And then we sit at this fucking hotel without a television. Because at the time, you know, I was playing video games a lot and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and it would have been nice to have a TV, you know? Yeah. But uh, either way, we had laptops and shit, so it didn't matter. You're right. <laughs> but um, it was kind of, and the cops, you know, they were super cool with us. They're like, yeah, just don't do it. He's not going to press charges and all yeah. this shit. So anyway, they end up giving this a police escort to the building. We have to drive because it's a ways, you know, to get there. We would drive the Tahoe from the hotel to the actual facility. Yeah. Facility. And uh, sorry if I'm talking a million miles an hour. But You're good. I'm just now reliving this memory You're that good. I have not thought about in a long time. So That's, it's fucking psyching right. me out, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, we yeah, we were driving and we uh, end up, all the kids are like starting to f- make their way to this place. And so we're driving and there's, you know, part in the seas, you know, yeah. with these cops giving us this escort. And we'd been there all week. So nobody really thought we had anything to do with the cops being there. They thought the cops were there for, for some kid. Apparently, eventually there was like these hilarious little fucking kid rumors where they were like, yeah, Donnie was doing some drugs or somebody brought a gun or whatever. So we were just there just like, nope, we were fucking peeling out all over the place. The evidence was all over our Tahoe and no one saw it. No one saw it? No one even saw. Wow. Day one through four, clean Tahoe. Day five, very muddy Tahoe. (laughs) Cops. No one did the investigations. Man. But- Anyway, it sorry. Thanks for letting me kind of go off on that. I, I think no, that we've, was good. Uh, this may be a long ep- ass episode. I don't That's... know. We talked about a lot of, sh- a lot of stuff, man. I had to stop you myself did. from saying shit. Well, I just did it right there, but I, was gonna, I stopped myself just a second ago because I think I maxed out on the amounts of uh, times I've said it. Boy. I always allot myself 300 shits a show. And, oh, uh, wow. You already <laughs> got there. <laughs> That's impressive. That's impressive. At 25, I was, I think I was. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm freelancing. No, that's all right. I was freelancing. So, I mean, I was, uh, gosh, I was working any number of different places at that time. I hadn't yet begun to work at Real Effects, um, which was where a a bulk of my freelancing work went later on in in later years. But 
at 25, I was also, gosh, I was also in this kind of... What were you doing at 25? Bible study group. <laughs> there, and, that'll sound and better. Things like that. Oh, 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 yeah. I was attending this like Bible study group with a bunch of these friends of mine that I had um, met through a church and or had been friends with for a long time. Like, would they say things like, "How's your walk with the Lord?" Seriously, uh, those those were the kinds of conversations that I'm sure happened on a on a much more regular basis than I had them. Um, but How do you answer was, a question like that? <clears throat> sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, it's you. all right. I'm it's totally all right. I, dickhead. But that's that's the world I was in. Like I was having oh, those yeah. conversations, and I I had to I had to find an answer. And it was it was, I always struggled. I always struggled to to really word it in a way. I felt as if I had to translate the things that I was thinking and feeling into Shelby uses this word Christianese, hmm. <clears throat> which. Uh, it's fine. Like, it's just a way of talking within, you know, a, a, a church-going community. Uh, so I say, brother. Yeah. Well, no, not hey, brother. I didn't necessarily do that. How are you, brother? <laughs> Father God. <laughs> oh God. You know? Praise the Lord. Oh, he is gosh. good. He is good. He is good. He is great. Can I get a name in? <laughs> for me, it was an excuse to to spend time with people whose company I enjoyed being around. Um, but. Whenever I started to to busy myself and do other things and find other friends and actually kind of understand little bits of of what I did and didn't enjoy about yeah. being around certain people or or certain things or whatnot, I I kind of gravitated away from them, and that was you know around twenty six you know years old. I, nice. It was it was kind of right there at the tail end of all this. Um, gosh, Shelby was still in Nashville. Oh, dude, that's where I met him. Shelby was, yeah, Shelby was, I think he was still in Nashville. He moved back, I think he moved back in like 2010. I was really sad when he left Nashville. So so no, I might have, it might have, he might have just been back from Nashville. So, you know, there, there were, there were a lot of newnesses going on. Yeah. You know, it was, it was, uh, I had, oh, at 25 years old, I started smoking marijuana. This that's that's what happened to me at twenty five. So yeah, that's uh that's that's definitely a milestone. Yeah, you know, year for me. It is, and uh, and Damn. here we are at the twenty fifth episode of High Dare. Not that it's in any way related, except that I I'm still smoking marijuana. Well, as as all uh, good researchers and uh, uh, opinionated souls do, is you partake in things, dude. Isn't that crazy? How many uh artists or poets or people like back in the day would drink just to yes. kind of loosen up their mind and yeah. just spill out the beans, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We kind of do that with a different substance. On we do. We do. We do it with different purpose too. I mean, it's, you know, we, uh, it's not that we do it with different purpose, but like we're I normally just stay quiet. We're just having conversation. Yes, exactly. We're, we're free flowing thought and conversation form, um, you know, as opposed to, you know, writing a, a, a song or orchestrating things or going out on stage and performing, you know, yeah. things like that. Oh, dude, I, uh, just to mention it, uh, I updated my whole website. Nice. And, uh, oh, nice. Yeah. So check out joe morales.com. Dot com. 
and I kind of incorporated the uh, Millie McCormick artwork. So. It looks great. It looks great. Yeah. Everybody go check it out and and support us. Support us in that way as well. Oh man, yeah. Go music. buy go buy Joe's music. Got on some iTunes. albums on there. Got some art. I want to do some prints. So if there's any uh, artwork that you see that you're like, hey, that would be a badass print. I would love to have one of those. Uh, let me know because I would do that. Maybe I we just, should reach out on Twitter. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. You know, get involved with people and and kind of get them to make suggestions on the kind of merchandise you know uh, on the on the offset like give them give them some some thoughts that we've yeah. got and, and yeah yeah it'd be cool to have like a couple prints and you know or a elf tree t-shirt a mug and then just kind of use those things to profit to build onto the next thing i mean that's what it is that's what anybody sells anything for yeah is they're using that to make the next project you know yeah, yeah. and so you get something badass in the process. Fuck, I wanna I wanna I'll I may take that out of my own goddamn wallet just to do it. Nice. So it'd be awesome though. It's expensive shit. It is. But yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry, I'm just we'll, thinking we'll, about that out loud. No, we'll work it. It's getting we'll me psyched. It. Well. You know. Psyched. No trees will be harmed. No elf <laughs> trees will be harmed in the making of your uh t shirt. That would be sadomasochistic on our part. That would be. That would be quite disturbing. It would be. Hmm. Yep. I've got some pretty badass ideas for this uh, <laughs> merchandising. Nice. Anyway. Man, 25 in. We're we're going to 25 more. And yeah. then we'll, then we'll be two away from a year. So, you know, 25 more will be 50, but you know, it Man. won't be it won't be the time to party yet cuz we we need party at 52. Yeah. Well, we're chuggling along. <laughs> we are going to chuggle chuggle chuggling. <laughs> Chugging I along. I think that's the the universal high sign. It is. We're it wrapping is. it up. Yeah, we have wrapped it up like a condom <laughs> on a a member. Uh, uh, I call it a member. I would not say its actual name. It is disgusting to me. I don't know. Um, so with that, <laughs> for this week on High Dare, I'm Ian, and I'm Joe. And always protect yourself. And uh, yeah, we, we gotta, gotta go. go. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at high underscore dare. And be sure to check us out online at entertheelftree.com for all you old school dot comers. <laughs> 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 <laughs>